Welcome to Manna for Breakfast with Pastor Bill Martin of Calvary Chapel, Puerto Vallarta. This daily Bible reading devotional chronologically takes you through the Word of God from Genesis to Revelation in one year. Grab a cup of coffee and your Bible and join us as we journey through God's Word. And good morning, everyone. We are in the book of Jeremiah. We are looking at chapter 7 and chapter 8 this morning, as well as 26 and, of course, Acts 28. So let's go ahead and pray and just jump right into it. Father, thank you for this morning, for your guidance. Thank you, God, that the hurricane passed us by, but we do pray for those up on the Baja very close to this right now that's probably hitting right now. So, God, we do pray for people to be safe and that the government provides shelters and all the necessary helps, God, that people would be out of harm's way and that the winds would diminish and not destroy. So thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. And, of course, we'll pray for Israel at the end. So and keep everything over there in our minds. This is really a major thing for us in our history, the world history, Chapter 7, the word that came to Jeremiah from the Lord saying, Stand in the gate of the Lord's house and proclaim there this word and say, Hear the word of the Lord, all you of Judah who enter by these gates to worship the Lord. Thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, Amend your ways and your deeds, and I will let you dwell in this place. Do not trust in deceptive words, saying, This is the temple of the Lord, the temple of the Lord, the temple of the Lord. For if you truly amend your ways and your deeds, if you truly practice justice between a man and his neighbor, if you do not oppress the alien, the orphan, or the widow, do not shed innocent blood in this place, nor walk after other gods to your own ruin, then I will let you dwell in this place in the land that I gave your fathers forever, And ever, behold, you are trusting in deceptive words to no avail. Will you steal, murder, and commit adultery, and swear falsely, and offer sacrifices to Baal, and walk after other gods that you have not known? Then come and stand before me in this house, which is called by my name, and say, We are delivered, that you may do all these abominations." Has this house, which is called by my name, become a den of robbers in your sight? Behold, I, even I, have seen it, declares the Lord. But go now to my place, which was in Shiloh, where I made my name dwell at the first, and see what I did to it because of the wickedness of my people Israel. And now, because you have done all these things, declares the Lord, and I have spoken to you, rising up early and speaking, but you did not hear. And I called you, but you did not answer. Verse 14, Therefore I will do to the house which is called by my name, in which you trust, and to the place which I gave you and your fathers, as I did to Shiloh. I will cast you out of my sight, as I have cast out all your brothers, all the offspring of Ephraim. As for you, do not pray for this people and do not lift up a cry or prayer for them and do not intercede with me, for I do not hear you. Do you not see what they are doing in the cities of Judah and in the streets of Jerusalem? The children gather wood, the fathers kindle a fire, and the women need dough to make cakes for the queen of heaven. And they pour out drink offerings to other gods in order to spite me. Do they spite me, declares the Lord? Is it not themselves they spite to their own shame? 
Therefore, thus says the Lord God, behold, my anger and my wrath will be poured out on this place, on man and on beast, and on the trees of the field and on the fruit of the ground, and it will burn and not be quenched. Thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, add your burnt offerings to your sacrifices and eat flesh. For I did not speak to your fathers or command them in the day that I brought them out of the land of Egypt concerning burnt offerings and sacrifices. But this is what I commanded them, saying, Obey my voice, and I will be your God, and you will be my people, and you will walk in the way which I command you, that it may be well with you. Yet they did not obey or incline their ear, but walked in their own counsels and in the stubbornness of their evil heart, and went backward and not forward. Since the day that your fathers came out of the land of Egypt until this day, I have sent you all my servants, the prophets, daily, rising early and sending them. Yet they did not listen to me or incline their ear, but stiffened their neck. They did more evil than their fathers. You shall speak all these words to them, but they will not listen to you. And you shall call to them, but they will not answer you. You shall say to them, this is the nation that did not obey the voice of the Lord their God or accept correction. Truth has perished and been cut off from their mouth. Cut off your hair and cast it away, and take up a lamentation on the bare heights. For the Lord has rejected and forsaken the generation of his wrath. For the sons of Judah have done that which is evil in my sight, declares the Lord. They have set their detestable things in the house which is called by my name to defile it. They have built the high places of Topheth, which is in the valley of the son of Hinnom, to burn their sons and their daughters in the fire, which I did not command, and it did not come into my mind. Therefore, behold, days are coming, declares the Lord, where it will no longer be called Topheth, or the valley of the son of Hinnom, but the valley of slaughter, for they will bury in Topheth, because... There is no other place. The dead bodies of this people will be food for the birds of the sky and for the beasts of the earth, and no one will frighten them away. Then I will make to cease from the cities of Judah and from the streets of Jerusalem the voice of joy and the voice of gladness, the voice of the bridegroom and the voice of the bride, for the land will become a ruin. Chapter 8. At that time, declares the Lord, they will bring out the bones of the kings of Judah and the bones of its princes and the bones of the priests and the bones of the prophets and the bones of the inhabitants of Jerusalem from their graves. They will spread them out to the sun, the moon, and to all the host of heaven, which they have loved and which they have served and which they have gone after and which they have sought and which they have worshipped. They will not be gathered or buried. They will be as dung on the face of the ground. And death will be chosen rather than life by all the remnant that remains of this evil family that remain in all the places to which I have driven them, declares the Lord of hosts. You shall say to them, thus says the Lord, do men fall and not get up again? Does one turn away and not repent? Why then has this people, Jerusalem, turned away in continual apostasy. They hold fast to deceit. They refuse to return. 
I have listened and heard. They have spoken what is not right. No man repented of his wickedness, saying, What have I done? Everyone turned to his course like a horse charging into the battle. Even the stork in the sky knows her seasons. And the turtle doves and the swift and the thrush observe the time of their migration. But my people do not know the ordinance of the Lord. How can you say, we are wise, and the law of the Lord is with us? But behold, the lying pen of the scribes has made it into a lie. The wise men are put to shame. They are dismayed and caught. Behold, they have rejected the word of the Lord. And what kind of wisdom do they have? Therefore, I will give their wives to others, their fields to new owners, because from the least even to the greatest, everyone is greedy for gain. From the prophet even to the priest, everyone practices deceit. They heal the brokenness of the daughter of my people superficially, saying, peace, peace. But there is no peace. Were they ashamed because of the abomination they had done, they certainly were not ashamed, and they did not know how to blush. Therefore, they shall fall among those who fall. At the time of their punishment, they shall be brought down, says the Lord. Verse 13, I will surely snatch them away, declares the Lord. There will be no grapes on the vine and no figs on the fig tree. The leaf will wither, and what I have given them will pass away. Why are we sitting still? Assemble yourselves and let us go into the fortified cities and let us perish there. Because the Lord our God has doomed us and given us poisoned water to drink. For we have sinned against the Lord. We waited for peace, but no good came. For a time of healing, but behold, terror. From Dan is heard the snorting of his horses. At the sound of the neighing of his stallions, the whole land quakes. For they come and devour the land and its fullness, the city and its inhabitants. For behold, I am sending serpents among you, adders for which there is no charm, and they will bite you, declares the Lord. My sorrow is beyond healing. My heart is faint within me. Behold, listen, the cry of the daughter of my people from a distant land. Is the Lord not in Zion? Is her king not within her? Why have they provoked me with their graven images with foreign idols? Harvest is past, summer is ended, and we're not saved. For the brokenness of the daughter of my people, I am broken. I mourn, dismay has taken hold of me. Isn't there no balm in Gilead? Is there no physician there? Why then has not the health of the daughter of my people been restored? Now, jumping forward to 26. In the beginning of the reign of Jehoiakim, the son of Josiah, king of Judah, this word came from the Lord, saying, Thus says the Lord, stand in the court of the Lord's house and speak to all the cities of Judah who have come to worship in the Lord's house all the words that I have commanded you to speak to them. Do not omit a word. Perhaps they will listen and everyone will turn from his evil way that I may repent from the calamity which I am planning to do to them because of the evil of their deeds. 
And you will say to them, thus says the Lord, if you will not listen to me to walk in my law, which I have set before you, to listen to the words of my servants, the prophets, whom I have been sending to you again and again, but you have not listened, then I will make this house like Shiloh. And this city I will make a curse to all the nations of the earth. Verse 7. The priests and the prophets and all the people heard Jeremiah speaking these words in the house of the Lord. When Jeremiah finished speaking all that the Lord had commanded him to speak to all the people, the priests and the prophets and all the people seized him saying, You must die. Why have you prophesied in the name of the Lord saying, this house will be like Shiloh, and this city will be desolate without inhabitant. And all the people gathered about Jeremiah in the house of the Lord. When the officials of Judah heard these things, they came up from the king's house to the house of the Lord and sat in the entrance of the new gate of the Lord's house. Verse 11, Then the priests and the prophets spoke to the officials and to all the people, saying, A death sentence for this man. For he has prophesied against this city, as you have heard in your hearing. Then Jeremiah spoke to all the officials and to all the people, saying, The Lord sent me to prophesy against this house and against this city all the words that I have heard. Now, therefore, amend your ways and your deeds, and obey the voice of the Lord your God. And the Lord will change his mind about the misfortune he has pronounced against you. But as for me, behold... I am in your hands. Do to me what is good and right in your sight. Only know for certain that if you put me to death, you will bring innocent blood on yourselves and on this city and on its inhabitants. For truly the Lord has sent me to you to speak all these words in your hearing. Verse 16. Then the officials and all the people said to the priests and to the prophets, No death sentence for this man, for he has spoken to us in the name of of the Lord our God. Then some of the elders of the land rose up and spoke to all the assembly of the people, saying, Micah of Moresheth prophesied in the days of Hezekiah, king of Judah. And he spoke to all the people of Judah, saying, Thus the Lord of hosts has said, Zion will be plowed as a field, and Jerusalem will become ruins, and the mountain of the house as the high places of a forest. Did Hezekiah, king of Judah, and all Judah put him to death? Did he not fear the Lord and entreat the favor of the Lord? And the Lord changed his mind about the misfortune which he had pronounced against him? But we are committing a great evil against ourselves. Indeed, there was also a man who prophesied in the name of the Lord, Uriah, the son of Shemaiah from kiriath Jerim, And he prophesied against this city and against this land, words similar to all those of Jeremiah, when King Jehoiakim, and all the mighty men and all the officials heard his words. Then the king sought to put him to death, but Uriah heard it, and he was afraid and fled and went to Egypt. Then King Jehoiakim sent men to Egypt, Elnathan, the son of Akbor, and certain men with him went to Egypt. And they brought Uriah from Egypt and led him to King Jehoiakim, who slew him with the sword and cast his dead body into the burial place of the common people. But the hand of Hikam, the son of Shaphan, was with Jeremiah, so that he was not given into the hands of the people to put him to death. Scary thing to be a prophet. It's interesting that God did not 
give Jeremiah the ability to call down fire from heaven and destroy these leaders. But God works in different ways through different prophets at different times. What we see very clearly, don't miss this, is God is giving these people free will. Choose to follow me or choose not to follow me. I am your faithful covenant husband. I have married you, God says, to Israel. That's why the church is the bride of Christ and Israel is the wife of Yahweh, metaphorically, in the Bible. And he says, I've given you every opportunity to repent and you still are not willing. You would rather take your sons and daughters and offer them to Molech and burn them alive and throw their dead bodies uh, in the valley. Topheth was the burial place, a sacrificial place and burial place of literally thousands of babies. So extremely sad. And God said, I never had that in my mind. I never thought about that. But you guys do this to, to appease these other guys? Therefore, I'm going to make your temple, you, which you swear by. Temple of the Lord, temple of the Lord, temple of the Lord. That's their, their way of, of kind of proclaiming we are superior and we have God on our side and we can do anything and we can justify anything or be righteous before God because we have the temple of the Lord. They used it as a cry and also a theological truth in their life that God was supposed to be dwelling there. They had his presence there. So everything was the temple of the Lord. But he says, you are misusing it and you're not using it. You're building your own altars there, your own temples to these other gods. So I'm going to destroy it like he destroyed or allowed the um, tabernacle to be destroyed in Shiloh. That's the time when the Philistines came and attacked and captured the Ark of the Covenant, if you remember, and took it away. It's believed that it was at that time that they actually destroyed the tabernacle. It is surmised, not all agree, but that's because we don't see the tabernacle per se. Much after this, we see the Ark of the Covenant by itself when it's recovered by Israel and David takes it eventually over to Jerusalem. So I'm going to destroy uh, this temple, like he said, like I destroyed Shiloh. Shiloh, it had been there for 400 years or something, been in the, um, the Ark of the Covenant and the tabernacle had been there forever. But because they again, went after these foreign gods. God says, I'm going to destroy it, which is he allows the destruction through Babylon, through these different deportations. And he's allowing them to see the destruction coming in slow motion and is still offering them a way out. Still offering, if you will repent and come back, I could change my mind and I could relent and not bring about this destruction. But he says, I know you're not going to. So I'm going to make it like Shiloh. It's sad. But here's the deal. We still have the option. As weird as it sounds as nations around the world, if the nations would repent, God would probably relent, bring it upon the tribulation. I have no idea that would work when it's already prophesied. But he knows they won't. So that is why it's prophesied. It's like the option's there, but God knows the end from the beginning. So he knows they're not going to. So even though the option's there, you're not going to, I'm going to bring about the judgment. We as a world, are not going to see just one nation destroyed and a temple destroyed. We're going to see the entire world destroyed. And we need to wake up to that. We're in the verge with the very beginning of the end. And we're seeing, if nothing else, again, we, the terminology is kind of appropriate, the beta testing for the Ezekiel War. I don't think it's the Ezekiel War, but you've got all the nations that are going to come against Israel now kind of getting a dry run on what it's going to be like. 
It's just phenomenal what's going on. I mean, in a bad way. Acts 28 now. When they had been brought safely through, then we found out that the island was called Malta. The natives showed us extraordinary kindness, for because of the rain that had set in and because of the cold, they kindled a fire and received us all. But when Paul had gathered a bundle of sticks and laid them on the fire, a viper came out because of the heat and fastened itself on his hand. When the natives saw the creature hanging from his hand, they began saying to one another, Undoubtedly, this man is a murderer, and though he has been saved from the sea, justice has not allowed him to live. However, he shook the creature off into the fire and suffered no harm. But they were expecting that he was about to swell up and suddenly fall down dead. But after they had waited a long time and seen nothing unusual happen to him, they changed their minds began to say that he was a god. Now, in the neighborhood of that place were lands belonging to the leading man of the island named Publius, who welcomed us and entertained us courteously three days. And it happened that the father of Publius was lying in bed afflicted with recurrent fever and dysentery. Paul went in to see him, and after he had prayed, he laid his hands on him and healed him. After this had happened, the rest of the people on the island who had diseases were coming to him and getting cured. They also honored us with many marks of respect, and when we were setting sail, they supplied us with all we needed. Verse 11, at the end of three months, we set sail on an Alexandrian ship which had wintered at the island and which had the twin brothers for its figurehead. After we put in at Syracuse, we stayed there for three days. From there, we sailed around and arrived at Phrygium. And a day later, a south wind sprang up. And on the second day, we came to Petuli. There, we found some brethren and were invited to stay with them for seven days. And thus, we came to Rome. And the brethren, when they heard about us, came from there as far as the market of Appius and the three inns to meet us. And when Paul saw them, he thanked God and took courage. When we entered Rome, Paul was allowed to stay by himself with the soldier who was guarding him. After three days, Paul called together those who were the leading men of the Jews. And when they came together, he began saying to them, brethren, Though I had done nothing against our people or the customs of our fathers, yet I was delivered as a prisoner from Jerusalem into the hands of the Romans. And when they had examined me, they were willing to release me because there was no ground for putting me to death. Verse 19. But when the Jews objected, I was forced to appeal to Caesar, not that I had any accusation against my nation, for this reason, therefore, I requested to see you and to speak with you, for I am wearing this chain for the sake of the hope of Israel. They said to him, We have neither received letters from Judea concerning you, nor have any of the brethren come here and reported or spoken anything bad about you. But we desire to hear from you what your views are. For concerning this sect, it is known to us that it is spoken against everywhere. When they had set a day for Paul, they came to him at his lodging in large numbers, and he was explaining to them by solemnly testifying about the kingdom of God and trying to persuade them concerning Jesus. 
from both the law of Moses and from the prophets, and from morning till evening. Some were being persuaded by the things spoken, but others would not believe. And when they did not agree with one another, they began leaving after Paul had spoken one parting word. The Holy Spirit rightly spoke through Isaiah the prophet to your fathers, saying, Go to this people and say, You will keep on hearing, but will not understand. You will keep on seeing, but will not perceive. For the heart of this people has become dull. And with their ears, they scarcely hear, and they have closed their eyes. Otherwise, they might see with their eyes, and hear with their ears, and understand with their heart, and return. And I would heal them. Therefore, let it be known to you that this salvation of God has been sent to the Gentiles. They will also listen. When he had spoken these words, the Jews departed, having a great dispute among themselves. And he stayed two full years in his own rented quarters and was welcoming all who came to him, preaching the kingdom of God and teaching concerning the Lord Jesus Christ with all openness unhindered. So Paul had a church plant there in Rome, his own, I guess, house church with a Roman guard or two as his bodyguards. Uh, pretty interesting at the end of the book of Acts, Paul makes it to Rome. He wanted to go to Rome. He desired to preach the word there, and he gets this free cruise to go up there <laughs> and witness. All right. Charles Spurgeon, a little one shall become a thousand and a small one a strong nation. I, the Lord, will hasten it in his time. Isaiah sixty twenty two. Works for the Lord often begin on a small scale, and they are none the worse for this. Feebleness educates faith, brings God near, and wins glory for his name. Prize promises of increase. Mustard seed is the smallest among the seeds. It becomes a tree like plant with branches which lodge the birds of heaven. We may begin with one and that a little one, and yet it will become a thousand. The Lord is great at the multiplication table. How often did he say to his lone servant, I will multiply thee. Trust in the Lord, ye ones and twos, for he will be in the midst of you if you are gathered in his name. The small one, what can be more despicable in the eyes of those who count heads and weigh forces? Yet this is the nucleus of a great nation. Only one star shines out at first in the evening, but soon the sky is crowded with countless lights. Nor need we think the prospect of increase to be remote for the promises. I, Jehovah, will hasten it in his time. There will be no premature haste like that which we see at excited meetings. It will be all in due time, but yet there will be no delay. When the Lord hastens, his speed is glorious. Beautiful and true. We can all let God work through us one degree at a time. Let the Lord do whatever he wants to do in his time. Just stay faithful and trust him. And don't ignore his speaking to you through his words. Let's pray. We love you, Father. We thank you for your word. We thank you for small beginnings and the things that you do in our lives one step at a time. 
bringing us to a knowledge of your salvation, of salvation, giving us an increase in our love for you and increase in blessings all over our lives and then slowly bringing that to our families, one person at a time, our kids, our grandkids, or our parents. Thank you, God, that you can use us to affect the lives of others, even if it's one person that's transformed for eternity, our lives are worth it. Thank you for using us in whatever way you choose. Father, we do pray that you would use us for intercession for those that are still trapped in Gaza. We thank you for the release of this mother and her daughter. We pray that more would follow quickly, God. There's one report of IDF going in and finding many more hostages, freeing them. I don't know if that report has been verified, Father, or true, but praying that this is is true, that these things are happening, and that this horrible terror organization that slaughtered the innocent would be brought to justice. God, hold back the nations that are itching to go to war. Father, we know this could draw in the United States, Canada, even Mexico. Who knows the end of this? And people we know could be drafted and could be brought into this war. So, Father, we pray that your hand be upon this whole thing that it would be over somehow, some way, by a miracle, quickly. And keep those safe, God, that are facing this hurricane that's bound to devastate, Father, if it hits land in a Category 3. So all these things we put in your hands, Father, this day for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. So thank you, guys. We'll put out the um, audio podcast for tomorrow. And we are on the radio station now in Fredericksburg, ccfred.org if you want to visit and see my smiling son's face I think he was on the cover doing worship it's a great church and it's a great radio station so check that out and we'll have our radio station our new improved radio station I hope launched on Monday if I can work it all out we'll get it on and it'll be a lot of teaching gotta get the music worked out but it should be fun so we will see you tomorrow for service I hope at 9 o'clock I look forward to it Book of Genesis is going to be good. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Manna for Breakfast with Pastor Bill Martin. We hope that this podcast has been a blessing to you. For more information about our ministries, visit our website, calvarypv.com. Please join us again tomorrow as we continue reading through God's Word.